0: How are we, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the More Than Punk podcast. Almost didn't get to bring this week's episode to you, which um, is a little bit frightening. So this week I'm chatting with Sleepwalker. It's one of my favourite interviews that I've done for a while, I think, um, and I know it was it was one of theirs probably the only person um, on this press tour that hasn't asked them if they know the guys from the Dispute but anyway didn't think I was going to be able to bring you this week's episode which is why it's late because as it happens bit of a corrupted hard drive issue but I've managed to salvage the audio files um, and I'm extremely happy about that because I think this interview comes off really really well so if you're a fan of Sleep Waker you're going to love this but if you're a fan of storytelling of concepts of creating worlds you're gonna love this too we really get into what the band's plans are for the future looking at making films making comics making different kinds of art and being able to create an entire universe around the music so people can come in they can listen to the music or they cannot be fans of the music but they can read the comics or watch films, it's an incredibly impressive thing that these guys are starting to undertake. So this is my conversation with Frankie from Sleepwaker. How's it going? Hey Frankie, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good.
1: Yeah, it's good to hear. I'm, I'm doing great.
0: Nice, good to hear. So, I mean, look, the new album, Alias, fantastic. I know you know that. One of the things I love about album cycles is the press releases. By the way, I'm going to come out swinging on some of these questions. Um, And I love this one. I don't know, like, when you've read it or if you've read it recently, but it has this fantastic line and it says, asking listeners to examine who we are, how we quantify our reality, and what it means to be alive. So, I want to go deep is that like some matrix level reality stuff or how did you quantify your reality
1: yeah uh so I you I mean, coming out swinging yeah yeah <laughs> the The band the band as a whole has always kind of been around the uh, the concepts of sleep and things that happen in dreams and dream logic all this uh this stuff um so we we kind of just decided that we should make the band its own reality like world building essentially um and at, at that point you can kind of define you can kind of define whatever you want you can you can use that as like the the vessel for your art in whatever way that you'd like you can like you have a dream about cowboys <laughs> and then you, next thing you know you've got a country album but like uh <laughs> yeah you you could like uh you you could kind of do whatever you want with that and and i i wanted to kind of define some of the parameters for for this like this band in the future and um kind of just show that we aren't trying to limit ourselves in any way we're just going to leave it leave it open and leave it uh leave it as like creative as possible but also start defining some rules and some like ideas and concepts that'll be present throughout all of our music so
0: is that i mean so many questions um but firstly is that like a sort of coheed and cambria style um i mean they're like their whole thing is creating like a world within the world right and co and cambria are part like characters of the comics and and that kind of
1: thing is that where you sort of see yourselves heading? um i mean honestly i at this point I, i've kind of got loose ideas and some some big ideas but uh uh i am honestly not the i haven't really looked into coheed and cambria to be honest <laughs> i've I, I listened to their music uh like when i was when i was younger when i never really got too into it um but uh as far as like creating a world in a world yet i mean i've one of my goals is to. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I have an alarm. No worries. No worries. Um, so yeah, I I definitely have have a goal to expand past just music. Like I want to do. Um. Once we once we get this world solidified and built and kind of like out into the public. Um. I definitely want to create something more than just an album like it's always been something that i've always been interested in like I, i've definitely uh i'm a musician but i've also done like graphic design and video stuff and all these other things and i think it'd just be cool to to expand out into more than just that and uh um so I guess like yeah, that's that's kind of the inspiration from like, uh, like the band Starset or like um, I'm trying to think of other bands that have really have really done that as a whole. But uh, and I only recently found Starset; that was a, a friend's recommendation to me. But but yeah, yeah, I, that's definitely something that I've I've thought about and I would love to do. So.
0: I think a lot of bands dip their toes into that kind of thing, you know, like Stone Sour did House of Golden Bones, and did a sort of spin-off Dark Horse comic book series. And I've seen that um, Rise Against have just released, or are going to release, rather, a graphic novel for their new record, Nowhere Generation. I mean, it's. I guess the question is why, right? Like, what draws you to, to building that out, other than more sales you know, more content engagement, more of the sort of dirty marketing stuff that no one likes to, you know, lump in with art, but kind of exists there off the side anyway.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I think it's more of just, l- like, I, I always love reading these, like, like Ender's Game, uh, so House, good. House of Leaves, uh, uh do androids dream like all these different books based on sci-fi stuff and like not, not necessarily like sci-fi sci-fi but um but yeah just these different kind of like paranatural style books and um i i as a musician you're always kind of like leaving pieces of like things you have experienced or like uh um stories you want to tell in music but i think that if you if you really want to like express things outside of an abstract like music kind of space uh doing like a graphic novel or a comic book or even just a a book on its own is, is huge like you could you could easily uh you can get more people on board because you're expressly saying things and you're expressly like building this world. And I, I, I always want to kind of keep that um, abstract nature attached to our music, um, but have the band be the concept rather than the, the albums, if that makes sense. Cause that way, I, th- I think you kind of like you open up more of a, um, uh, it's it's more accessible for everybody like you don't have to have this prior knowledge to listen to the album and really enjoy it if you want to go deeper and you want to like learn more like it'll be there there's going to be easter eggs and like little things here and there and like full stories and stuff like that but uh it's not going to be like uh kept in any way or anything like that
0: yeah, right. So it's, it's like you could go to, well, I was going to say Waterstones, but I realized that's a very unique UK reference. And um, you could go to a bookstore, pick up the kind of new, you know, Sleepwalker novel just for argument's sake, and then either go and listen to the music or be like, actually, I just kind of like the guy's writing, like, take it however you want it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's that's a really, really cool way of, of doing it. I mean, uh, it's, it's something that I've, I've like thought of. I'm not the best writer. So obviously, like, it's not not on the, the horizon at the moment, but but that's something yeah, I definitely thought of. It. I think would be really cool.
0: How do you focus creatively? Because I think a lot of people like us, oh, you know, we, we look at things and we go, oh, well, I want to do an album and spin it out into a book and spin it out into a graphic novel or a movie or whatever it happens to be. And it's really easy to go, I'm going to do all of that at once. So at what point did you know like you'd focused enough on the music or that you were ready to start trying to spin things out?
1: Uh, I mean honestly I haven't even started yet like I uh uh my dad used to draw comics and my uncle used to draw comics and they they worked for a uh a comic book um um production company and uh they used to draw and everything uh, all the cells and uh I saw one of the comics that my dad drew like a long time ago and I was like this is like this is so cool like Uh, I'd love to do something like this and I could probably get him to help and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. And I was like, this is like uh, something that's on my list for sure. But I hadn't really set uh, set a time or goal or anything like that just yet. And I wanted to kind of like more find a time that worked rather than like uh, find the time that felt right rather than you know, going to stretch myself too thin and do multiple things here and there. Um, and I think uh, when, when you're building a world like this, it's important to kind of like uh, take it step by step. Mm-hmm. And it's important to plan things out and bounce things off people and kind of have a, a set idea before you jump too far in. Um, so I think I think at this point in in the state like in the stages we're at, uh, embarking on a project like that, like all three in one, or like going on to like uh, a graphic novel and a record or something like that, would be jumping in a little too early. So there's there's still some things that we want to like, still some things we have up our sleeve that we want to like like throw in and get out to the world.
0: And I appreciate
1: that creativity ebbs and flows, right? And sometimes you have an idea and you
0: think, this is amazing, I'm going to do this. And then you're like, you know, two weeks later, you go, actually, that was fucking terrible. But, you know, with that in mind, do you feel like you've got the next two years of your creative life? I just picked a random number, but like spread out and kind of in front of you, you know, like, do you know what kind of story beats you might want to hit in a song or what you might want, you know, story beats you might want in a graphic novel to tie in with the next record or that kind of thing?
1: yeah th- there are some things that that definitely that definitely kind of s- stand out and I'm like okay I want to do this at this point and at this at this point but I don't know if I really I don't know if I really plan too much in years more just like goal posts mm-hmm. if anything like um once I hit this goal I'll I'll move on to this thing or like or like I, I have different lanes where it's like okay in the music world if I hit this then I'm next thing is this and like if I hit this thing I'm, next thing I do is this creatively. Um, so I think uh, I, I think for now my my like the next two years yeah definitely I I think like um, start working on uh like a a new medium for the project and start really defining the world and releasing that out to people um like between album cycles and stuff like that and then finally have like this big reveal and all these things going on during uh an album cycle is definitely a huge goal for me and then um after that I mean the next step would definitely be expanding that and making it more defined I think like like I was saying, a short film that can like expressly say things rather than a silent music video that's just followed by music um, or a graphic novel that really like tells a story visually. And yeah, I I think stuff like that is definitely on the horizon, definitely within my, my goals for the next few years. But I think you make a good point of goals
0: versus years because like things just take as long as they take right yeah exactly yeah you might be like oh yeah every year we're gonna do an album and some bands pull it off right and some like you know what we need more time yeah I think that's a a, totally a true point um it's funny for me I guess because podcasting is kind of I I don't want to say long form but perhaps like mid-form content you know in the sense that we might chat for an hour but the turnaround time is essentially kind of quick right it's like we have an interview today and then it might be out on the weekend and then it's like in the world there's not a whole lot of um finessing and, and that kind of thing and that that i realize how lazy that makes me sound but i guess it's the nature of the kind of one take um side of the industry and side of the things yeah. that we do right is we can't go back into the studio and be like oh man i really shit the bed on that one like can we do it again <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, for, for this album, especially like that's, that's kind of the, the the theme I think for, for the guys and I, is that we, we took a long time on this record. Like we, we went in, obviously quarantine happened and we were like, okay, like we had tours and everything, like why rush an album now? Like, let's just build it out, plan it out, make sure everything fits and works. And I think honestly we got, one of the one of the best albums we've we've ever written as a team like uh uh, honestly some some of the best collaboration i've ever had in a group project (laughs) was this album um just having having the guys come in and sitting down and actually like learning everyone's like specific talents rather than kind of like having people in and out here and there because obviously like with uh, being a smaller band like it's hard to get everybody in a room at one time because everyone has jobs and you're still not making that much money off of the band and like uh, there's family obligations and all these things so having having that time to get everyone in and like sit down and like really focus on the art is is huge and that I mean that took about uh, it was it was probably a eight to nine month process of recording the album just sitting in and like going back and forth taking breaks between we we I live with our producers so like we just go down to the basement and we're we're recording um so we, we had like two weeks of of like solid recording and then like a week off and then the next week you we were back in again And like we got to evaluate as we were going each song and like how it should progress and like how it flows into the next one and that kind of thing so so yeah i uh, think sorry there's that awkward zoom pause thing where you think someone's finished and
0: they're not and you're like <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead go ahead i was just gonna ask how do you like how do you know when a song is finished or do you just kind of have to abandon it and go, we could spend the rest of our lives working on this. We need to leave good enough alone.
1: Oh yeah. I think, I think there's some, some points where you you're going in a song and you're like, okay, like if this keeps going, I'm going to get bored. Or my ear is going to get tired. Uh, or um, there's nothing else I really, really want to say in this song. Like uh, I've, I've, said everything that needs to be said and it it fits like it's it's good as it is um it's it's not so much like drawing like a uh, an image or like a design or something because with that you're kind of like okay so i could add i could add lines until the page is black but like um and that would still be a cool design because you know I, the process of it and everything but with, with music um the process isn't so important to the people experiencing it
0: mm-hmm. uh
1: sometimes it's it's about like what the end product or actually for most people it's about what the end product is the product is just that little extra bit that you can go in and be like oh okay cool that's interesting whereas like uh you go to a museum and you look at an art piece, and you're like, "Oh, okay." Like, that's very interesting, and like, it's it's like common knowledge as to like what was going on in the artist's life at this point, like all these things. I think it, it's it seems like um, a little bit more more defined for some mm. some mediums, but, um, but but yeah, for for music, I think it's more about the end. The end goal i don't think that's necessarily too bad like i think if you want the 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 process to be a huge part of the actual art uh you can do that like you can make that your like goal to tell people the process is huge for me but otherwise if you're just a casual listener and you're just going to go pop an album in or press play on spotify um the end product is mostly what's being dissected. So uh, mm. I, I, I'm,
0: I'm definitely an end product kind of a person when it comes to yeah. music. Like I, and, you know, when bands release like, you know, 24 kind of demos from like a 12 track album, I yeah. never listen to that shit. I'm like, I don't want to pull yeah. the curtain back on the wizard completely.
1: You know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like that's, that's kind of the, uh, the mentality I think of, of music rather than like, um. yeah so, like traditional like art style painting drawing that kind of stuff mm.
0: I feel like in some ways and you know obviously correct me if I'm wrong on this but music kind of contextualizes itself right like we all appreciate yeah. that you get an album of say 12 songs and they all fit together whereas if you go into you know a, an art museum and you look at a painting it's it's almost like if you don't have the artist's sort of context of their life and the stuff that you talked about you're kind of going you know a perfect example is Tracy Emin's bed right like yeah. it's just like you're just looking at that going what the fuck like it's just yeah. a trashed
1: bed like why why are we here um, or like but, Jackson sorry. Pollock even like yeah. that you go up and you're like oh so someone threw, threw paint at a wall but like yeah, knowing that he was like an insanely influential artist and all this stuff, like, yeah, it's yeah, very different.
0: Adds a certain kind of gravitas,
1: right? Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And talking about how you know you know when songs are finished. And I think there's a an obvious step, right? When you have a song that's say three and a half, four minutes, and then you go into dream theater territory. I think you sort of have to consciously like make that effort. But yeah. if if you're looking at going from songwriting into you know the other mediums that we talked about songs in and of themselves are quite contained, right? And you have a certain, you know, number of notes per bar and and all those kinds of things. And you know you've roughly got three minutes to get your point across. Are you kind of sitting here going, like looking at these other projects and concepting them out and thinking, how do I get to the end? Like what does the end look like in a graphic novel that could be 10 volumes versus a song that you know is three and a half minutes?
1: Yeah. I I think it's more about uh the things you want to say too, like if uh if you're going to do a graphic novel or something like how uh it, it's like do you want to end with a cliffhanger or do you want to resolve things like um do you want do you want to reveal the whole world or do you just want to give like a glimpse so that people still kind of like have that searching feeling um uh it's I'm, right now, I'm actually watching Attack on Titan.
0: Oh, I love that show so much.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I watched the first season in high school, and then obviously it took like years to get it all out. So, uh, so I'm catching up right now. But that's like a great example of, um, it it starts off by giving you like minimal stuff. Like here and there, you get a slight glimpse into the the real world and what everything means, and then as it goes, it gives you more and more like more and more tangents that end up that seem like unrelated, like, Oh, what's this thing? Like this thing seems like it's crazy and over the top. And like, why is this happening now? And then all of a sudden it, it ties back into this whole huge concept. And, uh, it just keeps you locked in by, by constantly feeding you small bits of information, uh, and like trying to keep you, trying to make sure that you're not focused on the empty hole, that that's the like the whole story. Like you, it really hasn't show it. It doesn't show you the whole story for a really long time and on purpose. Um, so I think I think with that in mind, like if you're coming into writing something or uh, creating an album or graphic novel or anything like that you kind of have to decide like how much am i going to give the audience uh do i want them to like fully experience this in a way that they can like they can understand everything at once or do i want them to kind of dig and like want more like uh, um, i think i think twin peaks does that incredibly well where it kind of it gives you tiny little glimpses of things and you're like what just happened there like why did that what's with this room why is everyone walking backwards and everything and it's you, you don't necessarily need an explanation for it sometimes it's just he's having a dream about this thing like it's just the, the dream logic aspect of that so I, th- I think uh when it comes to like ending like, a graphic novel or or a uh a short film or whatever you want I, th- I think that kind of just comes with your intuition and how you want to create this world like do you want it to be this like sprawling like uh Game of Thrones style world or do you want it to be like a Star Wars kind of world where three movies come out and you still don't know everything about the world and the universe and everything you know the rules that define it and the things that like help it to like keep moving but they can they could come out with I mean hopefully they don't but they could come out with another Star Wars trilogy and go like here's this alien no one knew about and you'd be like oh okay yeah I can accept that because like there's this huge gaping hole in the Star Wars universe that like no one's defined yet so I think Um, I think that is uh, interesting
0: Unpopular opinion but I always thought Game of Thrones was way too long
1: I, I I never got into Game of Thrones. I haven't watched it or anything like that. But, but I, 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 my roommate's obsessed with it. So right, yeah,
0: yeah. I I tried the first book and I was like, no, nah, it's I was like, it could have been 150 pages. But anyway,
1: yeah. before
0: before I start getting hate mail, um, so like the Star Wars thing and the Attack on Titan thing, both great IPs, right? Great storytelling and all that sort of thing. But they and perhaps this is more true for the Attack on Titan thing, but they rely on such a leap of faith that your audience is going to stick with you. You know, I remember watching the first, uh, the, the final season of Attack on Titan. I feel like we're just losing everybody right now, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> and the first three episodes, I'm just sitting there going, what the fuck? Like, like yeah, this is, started, yeah, like this does the- not connect with the, with the last one, like what the shit's going on. But it, it requires that like leap of faith that your audience is going to stick with you throughout these twists and these turns. Do you feel like that's harder in music because people expect certain things of you? And the the, like the best example that comes to mind for me is the newer "Data Remember album, which is mm. an absolute
1: left turn. A fantastic
0: yeah. album, but such a left turn. And so it's like, I, I feel like a lot of people are like, well, what have you done?
1: Yeah, I think so in, in the case of like a "Data Remember and everything, they've, they've definitely been... Uh, they released an album that felt like disjointed, I think. Uh, but I think as long as you are releasing things that you believe in, and like, I mean, this isn't to say that they do or don't believe in that album. Um, but like, as long as you're not like releasing things because it's your job and you need to make some money. Um, If your mentality shifts to that, I think that's where you start to lose, that's where you will start to lose people, Um, like for sure. But otherwise, if, if you're always, if you're always locked into this idea and this concept, you're like, okay, I want people to like follow this. I think even if you take a left turn, people will kind of like circle back to it later maybe or like hear it and then go "Ah, i don't know and then like put it down and then at another point in their life pick it back up and it could mean some something more to them or they could hear it and go oh wow this is sick and then like two years later come back and go "Ah, what were they thinking like why were they doing that um i think it all kind of just comes down to uh your plan and if if you're really if 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 your intention was really there, like if you really wanted to create an album that, that furthered your story, or you wanted to create an album that uh, met what you wanted to do. And like it, it, like if I'm not passionate about like stupid, heavy breakdowns and that kind of thing, then I probably, I'm probably not going to do any more stupid, heavy breakdowns and stuff because it's, it's just not my thing. Um, And I think that would throw a lot of people off if like I mean, for bringing the horizon, for example, like everyone was like, what are they doing? What is going on? They did that that Euro beat album and everyone was kind of like freaking out for a little bit. And then eventually uh, it was like, oh, okay, cool. Like that their new album's sick and they kind of like experimented for a little bit and now we're back on um obviously they're a little less like conceptual as a as a whole but but yeah i think um i think left turns can can be good for artistic expression or can show that you aren't being as expressive as you should be
0: it's it's the endless debate right of yeah do you stay in your lane and give people what they expect or do you be an actual fucking human and, you know, <laughs> scratch that creative itch. At, at what point in your creative process do you start thinking about the audience and start thinking about, like, are they going to come along for this ride? You know, what's that going to be like for them? Or alternatively, do you just not think about it all and you go, this is what we're doing, you know, and we'll deal with that when the album comes out?
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's kind of how we've, we've built all our concepts so far is we kind of sit down... Write a couple songs, decide like an overarching kind of idea or theme or like aesthetic, design wise, visual wise, and like sometimes within the song. Um, Like for this album, we knew that we wanted this like kind of sci fi Blade Runner soundtrack y kind of uh, soundscape added in. And uh, we decided like, okay. let's let's define the 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 stories later and let's kind of like just do whatever we want on this and then as as the album is finished go okay this is what this means this is what this means this is how this can fit in um and sometimes like things just don't fit and you feel like you're and that was why it was nice that we had enough time we got to kind of go back and change things but um you never wanna be like kind of jamming like a a puzzle piece in a place that doesn't go. So uh, yeah, co- going back and kind of like reevaluating some things or like going, okay, so this worked, this didn't, um, let's like pass on this song and keep this song. And yeah, I think um, uh, uh, it definitely, it definitely, can be difficult to create this this whole story but like make it cohesive
0: can i ask about b-sides like the songs that cut are we you probably can't tell me but are are we like should we be anticipating you know some b-sides and some some sort of peripheral eps
1: oh i mean like we have so when we were recording it we had like i had probably like 20 demos 25 demos that we went in with like that were some were just riffs and others were like full songs and everything. And like Cold Moon used to be a, an entire song. Um that that it's like the interlude of the album. Uh but uh it, it was like a full, like f- I think it was our longest song. It was around like four minutes, and now it's like the shortest song on the album. Um, but uh that and like we had uh, our song Serenity was kind of like rewritten a, a couple times and, uh, completely changed. Uh, it used to, I mean, it has the same, same vibe overall, but it was like, like, it didn't really have a chorus so much. Um, and then, uh, it, it was very like kind of dark and moody. Uh, and, and in this one, it's a little bit more like bouncy and exciting. Um, but but yeah, other, other than that, we had like three songs that we recorded and we were like, nah, this doesn't fit. <laughs> like, I, I don't I don't think we'll ever necessarily release those uh, just because when we pass on songs like that, it's usually because there's like a level of quality that just isn't there. Um, or it feels like you're forcing something uh, <laughs> and, and not like I said, not having fun with the project. Um, but yeah, I think uh, there there are some things we've been doing and some things that the other guys have been working on and I've been working on that will definitely uh, be like little peripheral things coming out in the future. And I'm, I'm very excited for that.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm excited about it too. I think it's interesting as well when, well, you know, it's always fun to ask these kinds of like cheeky questions and, you know, try to get stuff out of guys. But in an odd sort of way, you don't say to authors like, hey, can you release your character notes or like your writing notes? Because I think you kind of know that like if you'd read it, it's going to ruin the experience of the final thing, right? And sometimes I feel like if you get an album and you listen to it and you like, you understand it as a complete work of art in the same way that Alias is. If you guys were like, oh yeah, and here's 10 bonus tracks that we just didn't really know what to do with. All of a sudden you sort of like, you know what I mean? That sort of breaks down that concept and thing that you've spent, you know, a year building, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, I think to an extent that can happen, but, um, uh, I also, there's this band, uh, Hippocampus and they released like their, their B-side things, like their original ideas. And that's, that's one of the first B-side albums, because like you were saying, I'm, I'm usually the same way where it's like, "Ah, I'm not going to really listen to that. But, uh, when I listened to that, I was like, okay, this is awesome. Like this, like you can, you can see the growth in these songs like you can tell that there was like uh there's maturing going on and there was like uh they were like growing as artists when this whole album was happening Uh, and i think that's that's really cool but on the other side like uh there it, it it doesn't necessarily add to the album as a whole like and that's a different aspect to the album. So, when it comes to like being a concept band and stuff like that, uh, yeah, I'm not so sure if it would really be like the best to release like all of a sudden four new tracks or something like that. But, but yeah, I think, I think like variations on stuff and like remixes and things like that are really cool. So, yeah, yeah, I think that
0: there are sort people. of yeah. that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. I remember when CVET um, did their remix album. Mm-hmm. Mm. that was we've just been talking about left turns and it just reminded me of it they had this whole thing and they were like we want you to be able to hear us either in like a nightclub or like a rock bar or something and yeah. i was listening to it and i was like this is weird as shit but then they were just clearly they just never did it again they were like yeah. you know what like let's we just tried it that shit like, back in yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you were talking just now about um the artistic myth um, maturity in the hippocampus thing, and you could see that. And you've talked about how Alias is your best work yet. And what I'm really curious about is when you realized that you were getting better, you know? So, like when you're looking at the the last album and are you looking at the completed product of that one, the completed product of this one, and going, yeah, we're leagues ahead of where we were? Was you kind of figure it out as you're going through building the concept and the songs?
1: Uh, yeah, it was, it was, I was honestly we'd finish demoing and like finish getting vocal roughs done and everything like that. And then we'd sit back, listen to it and go, okay, so this is like, this is just stronger writing. Like we're, we're, we're not as like disjointed and we have more focus on things. And we actually understand like song structure now. because like on past releases, I was, I was like much younger and like wrote things like years beforehand. And then we went to the studio. Um, Like I was, when we did Lost in Dreams, our EP, it was like, I wrote that when I was like 16, 17. And then the next album I wrote when I was like 18, 19. And then this album was written more current, like it was pretty much the demos and everything, I sat down and wrote within a, a short span and then brought those in. And then we kind of like, uh, uh, like wrote things that were more modern for us. Like it, it was rather than, rather than taking things from a couple of years before, like when I was in a different place or younger, or anything like that, we decided like, let's just do something like current, like, like it's right in the studio let's do some things other than like old demos. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I think, I think that kind of helps to show that we were like growing a little bit and uh, sitting down listening to the whole album for sure, was like, okay, what what about, not to like compare ourselves to other artists or anything, but like, what about this artist makes me not go back to their album as often. And like, why am I, like, I guess I don't wanna say evaluating the scene because it's not, we weren't necessarily like trying to be competitive or like compare ourselves to anyone else so much, but uh, we just wanted to kind of get where our heads are at and see what works and what doesn't with us. And uh, I I think just that line of thinking and being conscious of what doesn't work and what's cool, but not uh, like there's, there's a difference between, oh, uh, exciting versus interesting. Like, am I writing this breakdown in this, this song and going, okay, this is the coolest part of this song. Is that really the best thing to have like 20 seconds of our three minute song be really cool and the rest is just, you know, it's a song. Like uh I definitely feel like you should you should be writing for the whole composition and everything. And once I once I kind of realized that and I was like picking apart our own songs in that way, that's kind of where I was like, yeah, this this is like, I mean, this is growth. Like we've we've definitely We've been seeing ourselves grow and uh, uh, that sometimes means being pickier, but.
0: I don't think there's anything wrong with knowing what else is out there and where you fit into the scene context. And maybe I think that because I did the same thing, right? Like you don't start a music podcast going, I'm going to be exactly like everyone else that says, Hey band, thanks for coming on. How did you get the name for like your band? Or yeah. like, what's your favorite song on the album? And then you just know that the guy you're interviewing sitting there going, oh, fuck, not this again!" <laughs> like I've just done twenty of these back to back, you know. <laughs> and I, and I, but I imagine it must be the same for for you guys. Like everyone, and in fact, every band. Like everyone's obviously got their lane and their space. But if you don't know what's going on around you, it, you know, you sort of could end up way off in the forest somewhere, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you don't really have context for where your the, the space your music is being released in, then you usually start to like you'll start to like kind of lose a connection with it. I think
0: you mentioned um, uh, the press release rather talks about VR and AR and kind of you know that matrix like are we are we aren't we in a sort of reality kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, I'm, and I know that you're a fan of, of sci-fi and, and those quite like questions are fun to ask and existential dread's always like a nice thing to carry around. But are you how often do you think about that kind of stuff, like on a personal level? Like is it a sort of itchy question for you, or are you of the frame of mind that, like, you know what, if I could all be dead one day and it doesn't really matter where I end up because like that's it, game over?
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's usually the case. I, I'm I'm more like that's it game over kind of. <laughs> Uh, mindset Uh, but um so you mean like in terms of like legacy kind of thing or like yeah yeah um yeah I kind of think the more you can do to have the, the more that other people can experience your art and have some sort of like this is interesting moment or this is unique moment the the better the the the, that's a sign that you're doing a really good job (laughs) if you can like for me at least if i can go to a band's release or if i can like uh look at a band's page and find something and go oh holy shit, that's sick like i did not expect that i did not expect it to be so uh, unique or, uh, or I was expecting unique, but I didn't like, like what they did was very interesting. And like, I, th- I think that's at least my goal is to like, have some sort of effect in that way. And I, th- I think right now the big exciting things that you can kind of do from your house sitting at home is like build an AR uh filter or something unique that fits your band only and like um uh trying to build like an augmented reality type experience for people like the, even a 360 video like uh if you can push the boundaries on any of those things in some way then i think like i, th- I think that's that's kind of cementing that you are like you are willing to push your art past just the, the face value, like we were talking about.
0: I kind of want to call this episode Sleepwalker Announces Instagram Filter. Oh, Sleepwaker. Sleepwaker. Okay. Yeah. That's. Oh, no, you're, that's good, you're good. you <laughs> And the fucking thing is that I knew that too. But I put a stupid good. song <laughs> in my head. It's like, Sleepwalker. I'm like, ah. <laughs> But anyway sleep waker announces instagram filter yeah, um, yeah i feel absolutely. like that'll be some viral content right there
1: yeah absolutely
0: but speaking of being um interesting i still remember the first time i heard that loud dispute record um somewhere between the river altar and you know it's like a whole sentence i don't know if yeah. you're familiar with the band but i like I remember listening to it the, the very first time and just being like, "This is like nothing I've ever heard before," like in this scene or anywhere else. You know the way he kind of mixes music with like complete agony, with just like the absolute poetry and storytelling of their lyrics. And I think, yeah, you just, you just reminded me of that and just how much those experiences do kind of stick with you. You
1: know? Yeah, they're they're actually from uh, a lot of speeds from my hometown, uh, Grand Rapids. Oh, nice. Uh, so like the. Um, so you guys king are tight park. oh yeah yeah no <laughs> uh king king park is actually uh my girlfriend lives like like a street away from king park um, oh no way yeah yeah uh and, and like all the um uh she well she actually lives on fuller which is like they, they mentioned that all the time uh but yeah, otherwise, like, uh, I haven't really been a huge, it's actually kind of funny, this whole album cycle, uh, a lot of a lot of interviewers have been like, oh, so like, do you guys know a lot of Spute? You've probably run into them before. And uh, honestly, I, I don't know a single person aside from our banker, actually, like Sleep Waker's <laughs> banker. Uh, he used to go to a lot of Spute shows. Like, that's the only guy I know that like knows the guys in lot of Spute um but people people here all have like the tattoo of the the rose and stuff like that it's a very common common topic if you're in the music scene um but yeah yeah they uh they definitely have a very unique approach to music and i'm i'm like i'm not their biggest fan or anything but i love their instrumental album Mm. uh the, the way that they write all the uh like I love shoegaze, like emo, twinkly kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I I, I was a huge fan of that album. But other than that, I, I haven't really, uh, looked too deep into their discography. Other than I, I think their most recent album, like, uh, there's that one song, Rondite, I think. <laughs> uh, and I I definitely that was that was one that my girlfriend showed me. I was like, oh, this is actually like I like this for sure but yeah it's very it's, interesting yeah it must be weird being like
0: like oh yeah we're from you know Grand Rapids which is the place only known because of this band you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe not only known that's like an obviously very UK thing to say I haven't been no, to no. <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's a you know I know that if like for me in um Edinburgh you say things and people are like oh the Edinburgh Festival and you're like yeah but we've also got old stuff and we <laughs> yeah. eat chips from a bin like it's <laughs> you know, there's more to us than that three weeks of the year yeah yeah <laughs> you're like god damn it i went out from under your shadow <laughs>
1: yeah i think i think a lot of speed's definitely got they've got they've they've cast a wide shadow but it's it's uh there've been there've been some other like heavy bands that have come from grand rapids that have kind of like also uh helped kind of pave the way like for the fallen dreams um there's uh still remains uh they were like an older kind of metalcore band, but um see so, yeah, those are the usually the ones that we we hear about but uh but yeah the or or i prevail actually we yeah. they're, they're from the other side of the state but yeah uh yeah otherwise yeah a lot a lot of speeds definitely come up oh i was actually i actually took a vacation to australia one time oh very cool and, uh I was in a uh, like I was going to a um, grocery store, the grocery store just to run in and grab like some like unique Australian uh, snacks or something. Yeah, Chiur mama yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I ran in like grabbed some stuff and like found like the the uh, jaffa cakes and everything um, started walking out and the the paid with it with a card and like showed my id because they, they asked for my id the, the girl was like you from grand rapids i was like oh yeah, yeah and she goes oh fuller avenue and like pulls her sleeve back and she's got like a full like lot of spute sleeve and like there's like in the center of like the ditch of her arm there's like this huge lot of spute, like rose like wow. that that big that logo and i was like oh wow like that's that's insane but like i i don't really know a lot of speech that well at that point um but yeah she was like oh i love i love like have you been to fuller avenue have you been to king park and all this stuff i was like oh yeah like i i live right by it like it's kind of kind of crazy but it would
0: have been great to be like oh i've i've never heard of that band I've, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. like oh are they, are they quite niche like yeah they're not that yeah. they're not that big in Michigan. Like what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it's an it's an odd one, I think. Um, you know, just so when band like when bands write about places, because when you write about themes and stuff, you know, and I know you know this, but like you can kind of superimpose your own beliefs or your own ideas or you know things onto them, right? Like what you write about means something very different to me than it does to you. Yeah, but when you're probably. writing about places, and this is the thing that always like gets me, I remember like I love Nirvana, right? I remember going to you know Washington and being like, "This is fucking Washington,"
1: and <laughs> I feel like
0: when when you have songs and stuff, like you build up the place. And I've obviously yeah. never been to King Park, right? But like you build up the place so much in your head that like if you get there and there's just like Soviet-style apartment blocks and like a little bit yeah. of grass and someone pass out on the street, you're just gonna be like, "Fuck."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. King. I mean, the song doesn't necessarily paint it in the best light either. Yeah. But like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, King King Park is like, it, it's like if if anyone were to say like, well, what's a good park in Grand Rapids? I would not think of that one at all. <laughs> like, I mean, like you might not want to go to King Park, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's still a pretty. Uh, like, it, it's it's a pretty interesting interesting thing when you hear a song or like you honestly watching a movie or something like um i've i've kind of got that with like i don't know if you've ever seen the secret life of walter mitty <laughs> uh but my my friend saw that and was like i want to go to iceland and like obviously iceland is sick and insane and everything but you you forget that uh when you're watching the movie and there's like this scene of him longboarding down this sick road and Iceland. it looks incredible you forget that movies like pick out scenes and like pick out specific places to be like oh this is where we want to go to this thing and like um uh when you actually get there you're like oh okay so this was actually like eight miles from the spot they shot the scene of him like going next to that thing and Actually, a good example. I love Breaking Bad, and we toured through Albuquerque, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, and I was like, uh, I had this like map built out in my head from Breaking Bad, and then you get there, and you're like, oh, this place is like miles away from this place, and like, uh, oh, actually, so we played at a venue or at a house show across the street from where Jesse's girlfriend Jane uh in in the, the show uh she lives and it's actually like a couple blocks away from where walt walt's house is like the main character in the show so it's like yeah this is kind of like surreal like it, it's almost like I'm, I'm watching this show and have this like map built out in my head and then i go and actually see it and it's like uh that was supposed to be over
0: here and yeah mm. So funny example of that, they're filming parts of the new Indiana Jones film
1: in Glasgow, Mm. right, which is like an
0: hour away from Edinburgh. Um, And there's been photos of it and they've hung like American flags from buildings and they've put, (laughs) you know, like American sort of decorations up in the street and all that kind of stuff and some subway signs. Mm -hmm. and when you know it's glasgow you're like that's fucking glasgow but the fact that like they just put american flags on things and it'll go in a movie and people will be like holy shit that's america (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) it's fucking not even close
1: yeah they they shot some of the dark knight in lansing and it was supposed to look like gotham and uh (laughs) uh like you you can't really tell that it's lansing or anything but you're Like, if you know, you know, and like seeing it, I was like, like, this is, this is, it looks like Gotham now, but I know where you are. And there's like Photoshop, or like, there's like, like green screened in buildings in the background to make it not look like Lansing. Like, this is kind of weird, (laughs) but.
0: Did that ruin that movie for you? I feel like it would ruined it for me.
1: No, not, not too much. I mean, like, I, I had to be shown like, the side-by-side side of, like, the behind-the-scenes shots and then right. the, the the actual shots to, to be, like, oh, that was the one that was in Lansing, but, but yeah.
0: Behind-the-scenes behind shots of movies are such a great example of, like, not wanting to pull the curtain back. You know, yeah. like, finding out that your favorite movie is shot in front of a green screen on a stage is, like, yeah, the yeah. most, dis- like, I realized they didn't go to space, but as yeah. soon as I kind of, like, emotionally understand they didn't go to space i'm just like why am i invested in this like what is yeah. the fucking
1: point yeah oh well, there's like the with all the avengers stuff and everything it's like you you've got you you've got all these actors in different places so you don't want leaks and you don't want the actors like accidentally giving things away and stuff like that so like they're shooting everything on a green screen and people don't know the ending like and they don't know who they're acting with or like what characters they're going to show up like next to and everything like that's such a weird idea like mm. yeah yeah that's that's definitely a
0: or that like for 95 percent of it iron man's just wearing a glorified morph suit <laughs> yeah. like that's just like not cool at all right yeah <laughs> just like oh it's just kind of wearing a gray jumpsuit like this isn't fun or sexy yeah <laughs> dude um, speaking of this has been a blast thank you for the chat it's been i feel like we've run the gamut i feel like we've, yeah. we've covered pretty much everything um which has been
1: awesome yeah absolutely it's been it's been great it's nice to kind of have one that's that's more about like conceptual stuff so
0: i feel extremely
1: validated yeah
0: <laughs> mission accomplished <laughs> this it's has awesome. been fun congratulations on the album City have at the episode that almost wasn't. I think it was good. You know, I think it was a really, really good chat. And I love the stuff that Frankie says about world building. I mean, what an awesome and insightful guy. It was super cool to have him on the show. And I'm really glad that um, I worked through the panic of thinking that episode wasn't going to happen. So next week, I am absolutely fucking excited and delighted to bring you an interview with capstan their new album came out it'll be a week ago actually when that interview goes out same day as sleep waker's new album alias if you haven't got onto either of these records you're definitely going to want to check them out they're incredibly incredibly good in their own right so capstan next week here on the northern point podcast i'll see you then have a great week